Hey, what's up? It's Tuesday, July 19th, and you're listening to episode 64 of the Chasing Points podcast. We are your honest weekly dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. I'm Brandon. Hi, Sam. Hey, man. I should call myself blue today. Why is that, Brandon? Because Sam is wearing the Blue's Clues shirt. Um, So I'm just blue today. I'm blue today. Wow. Uh, It's a... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's a blue and uh, navy blue and green rugby shirt, and he's been Steve calling me Steve for the last half an hour. Steve, or something. Steve is a legend. Okay, so you you should be honored by that. He is a legend. I'm never wearing the shirt again. It made, it made kids never wearing it made people again. our age cry when he made his little video. I so I mean, you're a legend. You know, I mean, you're a legend in your own right, but now you're like super legendary, right? Just looking up to my heroes. <laughs> no, actually, like Blue's Clues was a little. I that think was a little older for us. We, right? it, was, it was, we were definitely way yeah. too old for that, but yes, we missed that by a lot. So, for well, sure. it's uh it's Tuesday morning when you're listening to this. So a uh, little scheduling change for this week and uh, maybe next week, but we'll be back um, regular schedule at some point, but regardless, episode 64 is here. We got a lot to talk about today. Hayes, you know, uh, we've kind of neglected baseball recently. It is the all-star break. Uh, when you're hearing this home run derby already happened, the all-star game will be tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some news in the NFL of course, and a lot of NBA talk as free agency has kind of settled down. There's still some big trade uh, rumors happening and we'll see. Uh, but I, I guess we'll, we'll start there. Um, you put here the first topic you made the rundown today. Thank you. Thank you. Russ. I believe that's Russell Westbrook. That'd be correct. And his agent split up. That is also correct. So uh, uh, good. he's got a year left on his contract. He makes way too much money. I heard there was a potential trade to the Knicks if the Knicks can land uh, Donovan Mitchell, which we'll talk about. Weird. Um, maybe they get Julius Randle to L.A. I don't know how that'll work. But, uh, I think they what- want him back in L.A. I think Julie, I think Russ would, some, I mean, uh, Randle would somehow go to the Jazz. I don't know how that would work. It'd just probably be something weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you think of the Russ situation and what do the Lakers do? And if he had his choice, what's the best fit for Russell Westbrook right now? I, I just, I have to say this first. It's like the only two teams that ESPN talks about <laughs> are the Lakers and the Cowboys. And that's, more so the Lakers since LeBron arrived. Like that's all they talk about is Lakers. What's going on? Lakers, 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 Lakers. I, I, that's a given LeBron being one of the greatest players to ever grace a basketball court. Um, and then with all that has ensued, I mean, he goes there, wins a ring, and then they have a terrible, terrible put together team after that. And the product is not that great. Um, whereas the Cowboys are always in there and they always potentially have a chance and never do anything. Not a shot at your Cowboys fans. I'm, I'm not in that mode yet. Yet is the key word. Um, <laughs> but for Russ, you know, it's really, it's really sad. I know I've talked about it. He's, he's definitely going to be a hall of famer um, with averaging triple double for damn near three seasons. Um, I, I think this sign with Russ, I think Russ is just getting frustrated all around because I don't think people are talking about this enough is that Russ is from LA. This is his favorite team, the team that he watched growing up and to come to this team And I know he wants to, even though he said, you know, everything's not about a ring. I know he wants to bring a ring to the the Lakers. Right. I know that's what he wanted to do. Um, And I know this is this hasn't been a favorable situation. But just imagine, Sam, if you and I had an opportunity to play for the Yankees and it didn't go so well. But this is the team we grew up loving. Right. And we have an opportunity to play from and didn't go out too well. And you're hearing in the media that they're trying to get rid of you and you're but they can't because your contract and you're basically holding the team down. Like, how do you think that makes Russ feel? Right. That's that's one of the things I don't think people are talking about enough, the human aspect of it. But I think the split with his agent probably shows his frustration uh, with everything that's going on. Um, and, I, and I think this also is a sign that is moving towards something that I think we already know is inevitable is 
is a split between him and the Lakers. So I think it's kind of just a really just a, is a, is a shitty situation for Russ. Um, and I feel bad for Russ because Russ is, is great. But like Harrison said last week, and I know I've said on several occasions, he needs to change his game. And until he does that, he's going to keep getting bounced around. It's, it's crazy that a hall of famer is getting bounced around like this to so many different teams. Uh, it's it's kind of sad. Yeah. I think, I mean, to your hometown points, do you, you know, I'd like to think that athletes still think that way, but I'd hope so. You know, is that, is that true? This is the like fourth team he's played for. He's essentially just, he's in every trade rumor that comes out. He has been playing well. It's not his team. He's the third best player on that team. I mean, if he's that, that yeah. last season didn't really show that. Uh, but I think statistically he would technically be the third best player. Right. And yeah. And you know, the, yeah, the, all the sports outlets just talk about whatever team LeBron's on and the Lakers in general a lot, but they've, they've kind of created this situation. We've talked about it. We talked about it last week. They traded, you know, we talked about it when it happened, they traded all their young talented players that they had left after they traded the first batch of young talented tra- players for AD they trade what's left, Kuzma, Caruso. Paul, yeah, all of all of them to um to Washington, or they let Caruso go and they trade everybody else to Washington. Um for you know, for Russell Westbrook, thinking that if he if if you change your game for anyone, it, it's for LeBron, right? It's it's to work in this quote unquote big three, and it just you know, old habits die hard, but it didn't seem like a very smooth transition. He was on the the bench in big moments and, you know, down the stretch. And there weren't even that many big moments because they didn't make the playoffs. I, I think also to your point, uh, um, or even what I was thinking is when you said this about Russ is if they thought, well, well Russ changing his game and like you're saying, like people would change their game to to play with LeBron, but you also have to remember what I just said at the top of this. He is a future Hall of Famer. So you are going to ask him to change his play style, which has been working for him his whole entire life, to now play on a team that is LeBron's team, right? That's You also have to remember that there's another humanistic factor in this is that there's ego, right? And yeah. this is what plagued Melo, which almost got Melo bounced out of the league. And I'm telling you right now, if Russ doesn't change his game or adapt by the end of this year, he's going to be in that same boat as Melo, that he's going to be on the outside looking in, trying to figure out what's going on. He should be playing in this league. Yes, he should be a uh, a third scoring option on a team or or a really bad team, a second scoring option, maybe even the first, but he's he's got to realize his game is not boding well for this league. It's a different type of league. And everything that he's doing, like his shot hasn't improved Yes, he can still drive and kill you with speed, but I mean, you got to be able to shoot the ball. It's the NBA. Like that's that's one of the craziest things to me is people not being able to shoot a basketball, which is the most basic concept of basketball, uh, and him not being able to shoot it on a you know a higher scale. Yeah, he's he's one of them, probably like one of the freak af- athletes that have ever come out of the draft. Um, you know, he's right up there, what he can do, how he can contort his body when he's coming to the, to the rim and, and, you know, make guys miss. He's not going to yet to your point, he's not going to be able to do that forever. There there needs to be a more consistent uh, perimeter shot, you know, that uh, pull up, those pull ups seem to be more consistent and he's, he, he's not the first option and he's not even the second option like he was in Houston. Um, or in Washington, it's, you know, it considering a healthy AD comes back yeah. and you, we want to think that eventually that'll happen. So it'll be interesting, but what do you think happens right now? What does this Laker roster look like in October when the season begins? Russ won't or- be there. That's all I know. Russ will not yeah. be there. Russ will not be there when the season starts. I know the Lakers are looking to make some moves. Um, and it may not be for Kyrie. And I know the league is still basically on major hold until they find out what's going on with KD and what he's trying to do. 
uh, because as I said last week, uh, the rumors that I was hearing have bubbled even more to the top of Katie and Kyrie staying put. I don't know if it's going to happen after that. I think they need to have a, a huge conversation with KD uh, to really figure out what he wants to do because he kind of said he wanted to be traded and then we heard nothing else after that. Um, but yeah, in, to Russ, I don't think Russ is on the Lakers when the season starts. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. But speaking of big rumors, we talked about it um, a little bit last week too. The Jazz are now open whoa, to trade. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You're skipping over a huge part here. Huge part here. Well, I was going to save that for the end of the NBA. Oh, hell no. We're going to talk about that right now because we're talking about the Lakers and this guy that just so happens to be, you know, the second greatest basketball player ever to some the first (laughs) went back to Drew League. Uh, For those that have no idea what the Drew League is, it is a league that happens every summer. And L.A. and some of the best of the best have graced this court. Um, there's a lot of there's street ballers there. Uh, there's college players play there. Uh, some overseas guys, so on and so forth, uh, play in the Drew League. I mean, it's, it's all pretty much American based, whatnot. But Braun came back and dropped 41, had 16 rebounds, four steals and three assists. Uh, and then. He also had DeMar DeRozan on his team, but his team only won by two points, which I know a lot of people had a field day with. They're like, wait, so you guys had LeBron James and DeMar DeRozan and you only won by two points? Uh, I mean, I, I think that's absolutely funny. I'm not going to get into that. I'll leave that alone. Okay. Uh, but just some of the just what it's generated, Sam. I don't know if you saw like the the memes of the guy guarding LeBron in his face. Uh, yeah. the, the dunk that LeBron caught off the backboard and the whole backboard started shaking. Uh, the people that showed up, you had Quavo, you had Montrez, a uh, Harold, you had Draymond sitting there. Uh, you had a who's who of people and it almost, it kind of brought back Kobe memories to me when uh, Kobe showing was up there, at Rocker. No, when Kobe was at the drew league and oh, okay. he, he hit a buzzer beater or hit the light. Yeah. It was a buzzer beater and everybody essentially stormed the court as well. And it was just Kobe. Like he came in, everybody swarmed him like they swarmed Braun. And it was just a cool atmosphere. But I think Braun just just following what he's been doing and his work through the offseason and the the leagues that he's played in or the pickup games he's played in. I think he's trying to get people to remember who the hell he is. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, a statement. It was yeah. a statement by him. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, again, he was playing against people that come to be fair that are that were technically bums to him but to regular people would absolutely kill us uh but it 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 just was him sharpening his tools and trying new things out you need to do that against people that are trying to get a name against you uh because i mean if you block lebron or you shut lebron down you get a name immediately so uh i thought it was pretty cool to to see that uh the coverage was pretty pretty trash uh, but it was it was really cool to see the buzz around all of that for sure. But as you were saying about the Jazz, unless you want to say more about Bron, Bron. No, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a big moment. It was cool to see him do it and act like a human almost. You know, like he's just, you know, he's just another guy mm-hmm. that is willing to do this, opposed to. You know, he's always tried to be real, but there is a certain era around LeBron James because he is, as you mentioned, arguably the second greatest player of all time. And everyone knows it and he knows it. And you have to be very careful about what you're doing sometimes. And it was mm-hmm. cool to see him just throw on a pair of sneakers and, and you know, just play a pickup game. So that like that Agreed. was pretty cool. Agreed. Yeah, but, um, you know, the big trade or not trade the jazz <laughs> said they're open to trading donovan mitchell uh the i heard a rumor that the knicks um offered basically their young core which was manual quickly obi toppin um uh, miles mcbride quentin grimes and a couple first round picks and then danny age of the jazz said he wanted six first rounders i think and uh i i believe the um, the Knicks have like 11 first round picks in the next few years and eight of them are tradable. 
because of all the different rules mm-hmm. with draft picks. So Danny Hange wanted six of them. What do you think of what's going on so far? Will Donovan be moved? Do the Knicks have a shot? Is it the Heat? Where? What do you think? How do you think this uh, plays out? I'm going to start with the six first-round picks uh, request. These organizations are asking for a lot. And for Diamond Spider Mitchell, I love him to death. He is New York bred. You know, he's from this area. So I love that and him wanting to play in New York. Uh, but six first-round picks, that's that's steep. That's really, really, really steep. And I don't – I can see, like, three or four first-round picks for him. Six, you're, that's KD realm. You're talking six. Like, and I'm not trying to disrespect Donovan, but I also know Donovan's track record when it comes to health. He's not always the healthiest, right? Yeah, and he's not – he's a great – player yes he's, he's uh he's a star player he's not a superstar, superstar. exactly thank you sam he can that, be i, I can, we both could. believe in him we mm-hmm. you've listened to this podcast for a year and a half you know that we uh we sing his praises for sure when he's on the court yeah um so yeah no i i agree with you i i thought it was steep overall i think just what star superstar nba players command in trade is is crazy i mean you have four already you know every team thinks of their draft picks as more or their players as more than you know i'm gonna value the knicks young core more than you are i watch more knicks games they're my team we actually did something right in getting at least two of them i know what quickly is i know what Toppin could be i don't know about grimes and and uh, uh, Grimes is yet, almost but, the MVP in the summer league. So, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's, but, he's, that's the summer league too, but still. Right. Um, so yeah, six picks are a lot. Hopefully they're at the back end of the, you know, first round and you're not, not have to worry about something like this, but we've seen how, how this can devastate organizations if it doesn't work right. You know, the nets yeah, just talked about that. it. We're Very seeing, well, we're, yep. yeah, we're seeing it with the Lakers now with the, mm-hmm. with the AD trade and, um, you know, all these pick swaps with the, the Rockets too, with the, with the Nets and, um, you know, it, it's all working out now, but again, that's the price you pay for a championship. I don't know if Donovan Mitchell is on the Knicks. Um, you'll make the playoffs, but I don't know if that's a difference maker. I, uh, I, I mean, that's a, that's a world of a difference for, for New York fans and, and for sure. the league. Oh, you no, know, I think like in, in I, I'm, I'm cheering for it. You know, I, I'm I'm here for it. I, I don't want them to trade RJ. I don't well, think the don't Jazz think, would want RJ because they have that, to pay him. Yeah. I don't think I don't think the Knicks want to part RJ. I think RJ is the only, obviously in Brunson because they just got him. I think those are the only two non-negotiables on the team. Uh, everybody else can pretty much go at this point, right? Um, just to get what they they need to get. Uh, but it could be another. Uh, mellow situation where you get rid of all these you get the rid of the Raymond Feltons and the the Gallinari's and and these type of players that were doing extremely well and you're building yeah. a team yeah that was pretty solid and just for mellow now I'm not saying that I mean you go out and get that guy right who who doesn't go out and try to get a superstar you got an opportunity they want to come play here you go out and try to get them that's what you're supposed to try to do is get the best of the best so you can win and build something but when you mortgage off your future and you mortgage off uh, some key role players, it, it's hard to compete in certain divisions at times. And that's what happens. So, I, I mean, again, I could see three first round picks for him uh, and maybe a player too, uh, but six way too steep, but I somehow, some way I still feel like, I feel like this is going to be something good for the Knicks. I do think they're going to land him somehow, some way. Don't know yeah. they're gonna have to give up, but I do feel that's gonna happen. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see it happen. I'm not holding my breath, but um, you know, if they they come away with Brunson, they move Randall's contract somehow, they get um, you know, they get Mitchell, they got some more first round picks this year. Um, so you know, overall it's been a it's been a nice off season for the Knicks. Um, but you know, you, you have to make up for all the weird signings and you know confusing signings they had last offseason so agreed 
but yeah, no, we'll see there. Um, how about this? You mentioned the Blazers won the summer league over the Knicks. I didn't watch any of the summer league. I know, you know, we mentioned Grimes and, um, you know, some of the young Knicks look good, but the Blaze, the Trailblazers, also a team with their young stars have a lot to, or the young potential stars have a lot to prove. Um, they took away the summer league title or whatever it's called. I saw they got nice flashy rings. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and Keegan Murray uh, of the Sacramento Kings, he won the MVP. Did you watch any of the summer league? I did here and there. I watched more for Chet because I wanted to see Chet and, and Jabari um, and then uh, Banchero. Wanted to see what those guys were doing and then some other players like Keegan and and uh, Quentin and so on and so forth to see what they looked like, what they were going to do. Uh, but yeah, honestly, I just like seeing what these young players are all about, right? And I know we talked about it last week and seeing it's kind of like a vanilla vanilla offenses and so on and so forth. But um, I, I, it was cool to see what the Blazers did after they called up uh, they FaceTime uh, Dame, who was with Anthony Simmons, and he didn't even realize that they won because he was out on vacation with Anthony, Anthony and, and so on. So it was pretty cool seeing that clip. Um, but I think I like what the Kings are doing with the young talent. It's just I don't, I don't know what the Kings will ever be anything like what we saw when we were growing up with, uh, you know, Jay Williams, Chris Webber, Peja, you know, Lottie, so on and so forth. Right? I don't know right. if they'll ever be – close to that again and i know they're trying their hardest to get there but yeah it's just been misstep after misstep yeah pretty much um yeah and and you know making bad choices after bad choices bagley over luca and the list goes on you know Mm -hmm. yeah no um yeah summer league's cool i i mentioned it last week i was in vegas one summer for summer league and it was just a it was a cool environment for the players and it's you know it's it's not it's not serious but it's a it's a big deal to these young rookies and it's a it's a good time overall for the fans and kind of getting these prospects feet wet and whatnot so it's it's a cool vibe um and it's it just speaks to uh adam silver and what he continues to do as commissioner and generating money and interest for this league and uh you know kudos to him he can the nba financially is thriving yes they are and yes, um, they are. there's some market share to, to gobble up after football because you know baseball's not grabbing it and hockey's making some inroads you know having the stanley cup back on espn ratings were up and um yeah so kudos adam silver he's He's the best commissioner in, in sports. Easily. Easily. Yeah. Yes. Before we uh, get off of NBA for, for right now, how about this? Your boy, our boy, LaMelo Ball, changing his number from two back to one. Yeah. Uh, I guess that was his, his that's number his number. Yeah. Do you know why he wasn't one last year? Was it another player on the team had it? Yeah, it was Malik Monk. Yeah, Malik Monk wasn't on the team know. last year, but he missed the deadline to change gotcha. his number. Gotcha. Um, so he, as soon as Malik, Malik didn't want to give him uh, number one, um, being that he was a veteran and normally just like in any other league, you got to pay for it and all that other stuff. Uh, but he did not want to part ways with number one. Um, so as soon as Malik got uh, traded or he signed with uh, Lakers, Lakers, um, LaMelo missed the deadline last season to get one, uh, but he did not miss it this season, uh, this off season. So he immediately changed that right away. Uh, so he will be his lifetime number, uh, bringing it back to like Chino Hills. And even before that, he was always number one. Um, and he even said that it was super weird uh, not being uh, number one. He was like number. He's like, even if he sees the number two, like he's going to be disgusted. Like he he went <laughs> off about it, basically. So he he didn't feel comfortable. He said he didn't feel like him having number two. So I don't know if this is going to change him. Uh and change his game or is going to elevate it. But I know people are superstitious. People want their numbers. People do better, feel better when they have the things that they need and or want. So uh, I guess we have to see how that affects them. Uh, Before we go on to the next thing, which I'm sure Sam and I are going to have a field day with, uh, I want to give a not shout out to the WNBA 
Um, and I do not mean the women's players. I want to mean, I mean the commissioner, whoever commissions these trophies that they get, because that little uh, baby trophy that they got for the all-star championship was disgusting. Did you see how small that all-star trophy was? I'm going to send you a picture of it, but it was the smallest trophy that I've seen. It basically was like a little league size trophy. And it was, it was the talk of the town after the uh, all-star game. I know that happened like a week or two ago, um, but man, it was, uh, it's sad seeing what the, uh, what the men's trophy looks like and what the women get is, it's just, just do better, please. I, yeah, you know, there a lot of these major sports trophies are like made from Tiffany's and they're in Louis Vuitton cases. And, you know, it sounds like that Louis Vuitton case that the, the, um, Larry O'Brien trophies in probably costs more than whatever yes. you're talking about for the WNBA. I was, um, you know, getting off topic here recently, I saw like this. WNBA salaries for like I was even looking at like Diana Taurasi and it was like insane I, I don't recall off the top of my head how much she made but it was sickening it yep. was like six figures well that's why and the she's the like, grinder situation yeah. is is occurring is because Griner is one of the yeah. faces of the WNBA and she has to go play overseas to make more money in order to kind of off balance, like what she's getting now, like, yes, she's getting paid better than most people are here, but they're not getting paid nearly enough. Like this, this is obviously she did not have to go play overseas, but in order for these young ladies to get what they feel that they are worth, they have to go and play essentially all year round and go across the pond to get this. And the young lady that won the MVP trophy was Kelsey Plum. Um, And that trophy was, do you see it now? It's it's. I saw um, it. Yeah, thanks for the link. Yeah, the yeah, Tiffany and Co. Yeah, WNBA All Star Trophy. Yeah, it's Tiffany's cool. need to do a little bit better. You did Kendra's crown, his throne crown. So, need you to do something. Uh, his thorn, excuse me, crown. I need you to do better here. Uh, but yeah, just had to mention that before we moved on because I thought it was disgraceful. Despite a tweet from Parody Sports account that convinced many of the WNBA purchased this year's MVP trophy for just $18. A source familiar with the situation confirmed to Insider. We're at businessinsider.com. Uh, that the cup was actually crafted by Tiffany's. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tiffany's probably wants their name off of it right now after all the bad publicity they got for that. But yeah, I yeah. heard the rumor that they were saying it was $18. It's like I said, people were basically looking at it like, is this like a little league trophy? Like what's going on here? Right. This is, this is what they were receiving. So um, yeah, let's just do better and get them better trophies, yeah. better everything, please. Thank no, you. It, it's, it's crazy that, you know, all these stars and not, not even the stars like Diana. And again, I'm not shaking my head at six figures, you know, yeah. but it's like, you know, a comparison to what, I know it's all relative to like revenue and, and sponsorships and all that, but like just do better. Like Brittany yes. Griner shouldn't have to be in Russia playing games. And yeah. I know a lot of these stars, Sue Bird, Tarasi, uh, Elena Del Don, like they all go overseas and, and play because they, you know, yeah. need to. And that's, you know, it's a shame. Yeah, truly sure. bad. Sad. Yeah, that's a uh, dummy of the week. There you go. WBA trophy. There you go. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, by the time you heard this, the uh, home run derby is over because it's happening as we're taping it in a few hours. I have the odds here for the home run derby. So this is always great podcasting, talking about something that by the time the listeners hear it already happened. But let's see how dumb we're going to look here. Okay. Um, Pete Alonzo, who's won the last two years, mm -hmm. is at plus 190. These odds are from, I don't know, I'm getting them from cbssports.com. I have no idea where the odds are actually from. Um, so plus 190, Kyle Schwarber, 330, plus 330. Juan Soto, who we'll get to, plus 600. <laughs> My boy, Leo Rodriguez, told you at the beginning of the year he's going to be a baller, plus 700. My other boy, Ronald Acuna Jr., 750. 
Corey Seager plus a thousand, eighteen hundred for Jose Ramirez of the Guardians, and the maybe dark horse here, the future Hall of Famer, his last year. This is very strange that he's in the home run derby, but it's Albert Pujols at plus twenty four hundred. Yeah, Hayes, I know we throw down some money on these betting apps from time to time. What uh, where would you place your money if uh, if you had to bet on the home run derby tonight? Um, well, my pick for the home run derby is Pete to win. Um, but if I'm, if I'm betting and trying to get my money's worth, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, Acuna that if I'm going to go with my money's worth, that's, that's where I would try to go because I know he has a lot of pop in his bat, um, and could literally catch fire at any point in time. Um, so that would be where my money would go, but I, I do have Pete Alonzo winning this. Not a bad bet. I mean, he's won the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. How about you? It's it's weird. Like I would tend to gravitate towards someone who's like nat naturally a home, like a huge home run hitter. I mean, you look at someone like Juan Soto, who's having a down year, but he's probably one of the best overall pure hitters in this yeah. league. He he hits home runs. He'll hit 30 something home runs a year, but he's also going to hit 300 and, you know, have a lot of extra base hits and all that. So I'd gravitate towards them. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, uh, rookie outfielder for the Mariners plus 700. I just, I've liked this kid for years. Um, invest in his rookie cards. Like he, him and Jared Kalenic were supposed to be like, the future of the Mariners outfield and clinics still struggling. He's down in triple a uh, Tacoma, I believe. So I'm going to go with uh J rod um, just, you know, catch fire. And this new format is, is interesting. Um, I like it. I also say uh, Jose Ramirez too, from the guardians. I like okay. it. I think that the Pujols make the all-star team. Because I almost feel like a better way to commemorate Albert Pools is like just add an extra player to the all-star team and just let him like I don't I don't know if he would accept that. I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if he would like privately be like, Yeah, no, I didn't make it. Like, don't do that. I don't need that type thing. I don't know. He might. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to put it, myself in his shoes, but I mean he me. was with the Dodgers for he was a little bit. I'm sure um, they might do something special for him. But, you know, the Dodgers are in, a, you know, that's where the home run derby is. He has six home runs, 20 RBIs for the season. He's played in 53 games. He's hitting 215. So, like, my point is more or less like why I don't want to say you're going to embarrass him. He's, again, one of the greatest right-handed hitters hitters of all time yeah agreed. Um, but you're hitting 215 you've hit six home runs i mean he could very well win this thing just based on how the format is but true i, I just think about it and again i don't know but I'll, they'll probably do something for him tomorrow or something but it's just very strange are you anyway, watching the home run derby because I, yeah. I gotta be honest with you i don't think i've watched like the last three to four um i've uh i've always watched it um, my dad and I would always make fun of like Boomer doing the back, back, back thing. Uh, but last year with like with Otani was like it was ESPN's moment and it was quote unquote Otani's like coming out party to like the nation. I get it and I get it from a, a marketing standpoint, but it was, you know, to you and I who watch baseball and are very familiar with Shohei Otani and he's even now pitching wise has brought it to an even bigger level yeah yeah. Um, but it was a little too much for me last year it was you know um but but then again stuff on espn isn't always for you and i it's (laughs) yeah entry-level sports at times um pretty much but that said um yeah so that those are our picks there kershaw starting for the nl a uh, nod to the the hometown guy and Otani starting for the AL is that is that no, correct? No, it's um Mick. Uh, what's his name? Dusty Baker just said that he didn't even know 
uh, this guy and heard that he was nasty. Why can't I think of him? Um, geez, why can't I think of it? Uh, it's going to bug me now. I'll look it up while we do that. Um, but uh, the lineup is nuts. Like, absolutely nuts. Um, do you want to go into the AL first? And uh, Yeah. Yeah, sure. Into it since we're trying to find out who this uh oh it's Shane McClanahan. There you go. Of there the uh the Tampa Bay race. There you Great go. young pitcher. Um yeah, nasty Dusty said stuff. he never saw him pitch. Yeah. Well, really? Yeah, I mean, I he's swear. the manager of the Astros, and I'm pretty sure they've okay. I'm I'm so serious. Wow, I'm so okay. sorry. It was either him he's, or Mick. He's he's been hurt. They shut him down for inning stuff every now and then. Um, but yeah, he's a good young pitcher. Um, have him on some fantasy teams, of course. But uh Otani's a DH judge is playing right field, he's batting second. Devers, of course, is at third. Rafael Devers of the Red Sox, Vlad Guerrero Jr.'s at first base, Stanton's in the outfield. Uh, John Carlos Sand of the Yankees, Byron Buxton of the Twins is playing center field. Uh, Anderson, I assume that's Tim Anderson, is playing uh, shortstop. And Jimenez, that's Andres Jimenez of the Cleveland Guardians. Mm-hmm. He's playing second. And Alejandro Kirk is batting ninth behind the plate for the AL in the NL. Got Acuna playing right from the Braves. Mookie Betts, the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manny Machado, the Padres, he's he's uh, hitting third, playing third base. Paul Goldschmidt, first baseman for the Cardinals, is batting fourth. Trey Turner, interesting that he's batting sixth in this lineup or fifth in this lineup. Um, or sixth, I'm sorry. You know, one of the <laughs> fastest players in baseball uh, for the Dodgers. Wilson Contreras is behind the plate. His brother, who's also a catcher, is replacing Bryce Harper, William Contreras of the Braves. What's interesting there is William Contreras isn't even a full-time player, which is just crazy. Uh, he's very good, but they split time with Travis Dartnow and the Braves, so like that's weird. Uh, Jock Peterson is – I never thought Jock Peterson would start an all-star game, but here we are. And uh, Jeff McNeil of the Mets is replacing uh, Jazz Chisholm, who is – of the Marlins, who's hurt, so – who do you, who you got in the All Star game? Um, I think AL. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with go. you. They usually win. Um, just uh, nasty. Was nasty. it my They're MVP? Both teams are nasty. Was it my MVP vote this year? Byron Buxton. I think if I remember correctly, I feel like it was. Maybe I know you liked Byron. Yes, I you know he gets hurt a lot, but he's he's had a really good year. Yeah, I believed he's, in him this year too. Year. Yes. I think there was some Boba going on. We talk, no, we I both like it's Boba Shet. I love in the Bo. uh the preseason there. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the AL too. You know, Otani, Judge, Devers, Vlad Guerrero, Stanton, Buxton, Tim Anderson's batting seventh, Jimenez, Alejandro Kirk, who is just a monster behind the plate too. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. It's definitely going to be. I, I mean, I also can't wait to see Mookie. That's my dude right there. I love yeah, Mookie, Mookie Betts, for sure. Uh, a story that will certainly overshadow parts of the All-Star game is young Phenom, who's having a down year, but as we mentioned, the outfielder for uh, the Washington Nationals, Juan Soto, uh, the Nationals announced they will entertain trade talks with Soto, or not announced, there's been speculation. Uh, because Juan Soto just turned down almost half a billion dollars to play baseball. 15 years, $440 million offer from the Nationals uh, was declined by Soto's camp, and he, um, you know, will essentially be traded. Uh, What do you think of Soto turning down $440 million? And where do you think the best fit for him is? I think the first thing was hearing from you that he's having a down season because I know that he's a phenomenal baseball player, right? But I don't watch the Nationals. It's just not the team that I watch and or follow. 
uh, that closely. So to hear from you that he's having a down year and then declining a record $440 million, I'm sitting here and saying, what are you doing? Right? Like what, what the hell are you doing? Right. But then start having flashbacks, Sam. And I was just, ah, ah, no flashback. And I was thinking of Aaron judge and him betting on himself and doing what he had to do. But that was before the season started. Right. This is not during the season when you're actually being out there and showing the product that you give. Right. So I just think in this situation, he did not want to be with the nationals. I think that's very, very clear. I don't, and it's, I don't think it was about the money at all. I think if it's that money was offered from a team that he actually really wanted to be with, um, I think he would have immediately jumped on that. But I could also be why his numbers are down this year too, is because he probably doesn't like the team and doesn't want to be there anymore and knows that he's not going to win with them or feels that he's not going to win with them. Right. So the, the rumor right now in the rumor mill is the two teams that are clamoring for him are both New York teams that are both potential contenders this year and both could use an outfielder uh, of his caliber. I mean, anybody could use a player of his caliber on their team. Um, I just pray the Dodgers don't get him again or get him. Like they've been getting everybody else that, you know, all other teams want. Um, but obviously if he comes in the Yankees, I'll be super ecstatic. And if he goes to the Mets the Mets are going to get even better. So I, I think he lands in one of the two New York markets, not a homer bias, but if he does land somewhere outside, I could see him potentially going to, you know, the Braves, uh, maybe to the Dodgers, um, shoot, maybe to the Astros. Could even see that too. I think you're going to have to give up everything for him. I, I mentioned the down year. He started the year really, really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got 20 home runs and 3.4 war, but he's hitting 250. Mm-hmm. Now, last year he hit 313. The year before that, and the pandemic shortened season, he hit 351, 282, and 292 in the years prior to that. Um, not much of a speedster, but 20 home runs, 43 RBIs. Um, again, one of the best pure hitters in baseball. I think if a team like the Mets or the Astros you got to give up like all your top prospects yeah, and then, yeah. and then you got to pay him like the 15 years he starts arbitration next year. So you're going to buy out three years of arbitration, um, you know, at $29 million a year and he's 23 years old. So he'll that's be 24 why. next year, starting a 15 year contract. You know, that's set him up there. Similar deals to like what Tatis got or um, Wander Franco or um, Acuna recently. So, Sam, the shit that I would have done at 23 years old with $440 million. <laughs> uh gosh, to be young again. Um, I would have would have absolutely loved $440 million. Uh, hence me trying to win the mega million, which is like $530 million. Uh, so yes, you know, send all the positive love. I would be playing every single time that comes out because. It's a game changer. I'll just, you know, buy Sam and I a yacht and we'll just do the podcast on it and we'll just go and travel around the country. Actually, I'll buy a plane and Sam and I will do the podcast as we're flying to these games that we want to go to and we'll pot out in the parking lot and then we'll just, you know, go from there. So I got it all planned out. So just send all the positive vibes manifested for us. Thank you guys. I'll bless you guys as well, too, because I got to get back to the people. As chasing, well. But anyway, chasing yachts podcast, <laughs> chasing, chasing millions. I, I, um, the, the thing with this mentioning, I have I've not heard anything that he doesn't want to be with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they they signed Steven Strasburg for a fortune. He's barely pitched this year. He didn't pitch last year. They signed Patrick Corbin for a fortune. He's god awful. Zero is in like the fives. They let Bryce Harper walk, who, you know, has a torn UCL and he's still, you know, playing. Um, it's just it's just interesting that they're a couple of years away from winning a World Series. Mm-hmm. Might have been fluky, but they won a World Series. It's it's really hard to do. I'm actually very thankful for some of the moves that Cashman has not done because you like just have, mentioned Harper, Corbin, right? Yeah, like and Corbin, Harper, Corbin. Uh, I mean, Machado's he's doing pretty well. I know the Yankees wanted to go for him. I mean, I know he 
had his little downtime, but he's he's doing pretty damn well. Um, but there's just some some names that I'm just seeing. Like, what's uh homeboy that snubbed us? Trey uh, Story, how's Story doing this Trevor year? Story's well, he just landed on the IL, but he uh, he's not having a great year. Oh, okay. Um, okay, cool. Just was curious. Um, that's not even a shot at the Red Sox, even though I hate Correa's not having a, a great year either. Oh, okay, cool. by his standards. Okay. Well, so. whatever. <laughs> we died. Uh, speaking you. of uh, testing the market and proving yourself, or, or you know, going to go out there and, and show a team, we both said at the beginning of the season. We you've already alluded to it. Aaron Judge, I thought he should have taken the deal before the season. He gets hurt a lot. Not that he's not a great hitter, great player. Not of this of this Yankee team. Totally is. Um, he recently basically said at the at the all-star game that it's not necessarily about the money. He does want to, you know, he would love to stay with the Yankees. Again, Jeterian quotes coming from Derek Jeter Jr. here. Um, the guy always just positions himself in the right way. He rides the team line. He never does or says anything that gets him in trouble. And um, yeah, just another another example of that well with, i'll read exactly this quote what he today. said yeah go he, ahead. he said the money the contract has never been why i play this game i want to play for the yankees and be here for a long time if it works out it works out if it doesn't it doesn't and then he went on to say basically that if it doesn't work out then you know he'll go test free agency uh and then see where it goes from there but i mean he made it like sam said he made it very clear i think he's made it clear in the past before he wants to stay with the yankees uh, I think it's Sam and I have also made it very clear is that the Yankees just need to pay him um, because he should get paid uh, because he is a phenomenal baseball player. Um, and, and I was talking to a buddy and, and a friend of the show, uh, buddy Will, and we were talking about Aaron Judge and how for those that watched him from the get is that he was a contact hitter. Like he wasn't known for power in the minors and then to add the power, which I'm pretty sure everybody knew that was watching him, that he was going to have that. It was just getting the strikeouts down. And just from there, he would be able to build it from that. But he's, he's solid, man. And he's, I, I, is it safe to say that he's the face of baseball? I, I mean, yes. Right. I mean, we're, we're biased here because we we see the kid no, play I'm, every day. I'm moving but that when out I, of it. When I look, when you kind of pull away from it, you kind of, at least I will speak for myself. I am surprised at how big Aaron Judge is outside of New York. So yes, I would say so. I would. Is he more popular than Mike Trout? Yeah. I mean, some of these younger guys, too. Tatis, we mentioned Acuna. You know, they're they're all in that conversation too. But um, yeah, no, I, I would say he's probably the face of of baseball. Um, I try not try not to be biased, but you know, you I, just, I don't think you see that it. when I said that to you, I knew you weren't going to be biased and I, I knew neither one of yeah. us were going to be. I, I know we're we're going to understand the situation, but I think because it's more than just skill set. It's it's, you know, um, it's just likability, likability, yeah. marketability. Yeah. You know, it, it's put a very face on thing. it. Yeah. The number ninety nine. You don't see that in baseball. It's just you see a ninety nine jersey. You think of Wayne Gretzky and, you know, uh I think there was a there was a pitcher for the Mets, Turk Wendell. He wore ninety nine, but other than that, I don't recall anyone ever wearing ninety nine. So it's like just synonymous with Aaron Judge. I we were talking about this off the air about like money and players. You know, we were talking about the Live Golf thing, and and the guy who just won the Open Championship is is going over to Cam Live. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's interesting. Would you take a little bit less? money to like retire as a legend because if like Aaron judge stays on this trajectory, he minimally doesn't get hurt. Right. Like he plays the way we both know he can and shown that he has, he's got his number retired. He's got a plaque in monument park and he's a first ballot hall of famer. So like would you take that or would you take an extra like $30 million because you want to get your market value and you go to San Francisco and you just like waste away out in out in San Francisco, you know, not waste away, but you know, you're not getting 
the Giants aren't getting the amount of attention, even in California, that a team like the Yankees get. And well, the Yankees are one of the biggest teams in the world. This is outside of just baseball. It's one of the yeah. biggest teams in the world and one of the biggest marketing powerhouses in sports, period. Right. So if you're on there and you're the star of the team, I mean, there's a guy that we've talked about that we're going to talk about in a second uh, that he essentially has become the face of the team like this gentleman was uh, also being a part of Swirl Nation. All right, my out my uh my brother right here, uh just being squirrel nation. That's what it's part of hashtags out here. Um, so uh just being out here and being a face of the Yankee again, um, which they haven't made him the captain yet, correct? I think once they sign him, they'll make him the captain. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I'm sure is gonna be on the horizon. But having a homegrown guy, I would legit want to stay with the Yankees. And I'm not saying this to be clear as Sam did before not being biases a that you're going to make so much money marketing wise. Right. But also me, I want to get my money, but I also want to make, I want to be flexible with my money too. Meaning for the team, right? Like if there's a way that we can get better and if my contract is, putting a stranglehold in the franchise and we can't get other people like let's renegotiate certain things. Let's try to figure certain things out so we can do this so we can get people here. Cause I want to keep winning because my overall thing is I love to win, Sam. I don't like losing, right. The money's going to come and all that, but I would stay because I know what type of legend you would be, especially in New York. Like Derek Jeter nowadays can just literally walk into any place in New York city and he would get whatever he wants still to this day. Still to this day, because you're a yeah, legend. I mean, then, right? so with Tino Martinez. Yes, yeah. But yeah. like, but I'm but saying, yeah. oh, to, oh, totally. Yes, you, you get what I'm saying. I'm like, still Judge looking is for different... the guy who didn't vote for him first God, ballot. Listen, <laughs> I'm still looking for that guy, Who, whoever that or is. Girl. Yeah, yes, whoever that is. Come on, you can, are we, can we figure this out? Um, um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. The 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 whole. Uh, you're you're absolutely right, man. I I don't know. Legacy's got to play a part in this. Mm-hmm. You. That's the thing that has, and we talked about a little bit last week too. Like that has irked me about like the Kevin Durant situation, Russ, we just mentioned Russ and, and the lack of like, I won't say loyalty because not that you're, you're like drafted by the Oklahoma city thunder. You shouldn't have to stay in Oklahoma your whole life. Right. I totally understand that. But then you got like these guys just jump and chip when they just feel uncomfortable and that's the right. And that's the position that they're, um, they're, uh, union has put them in that they're allowed to do this and and whatnot but having four different jerseys on your plaque lebron j or three different jerseys lebron is like you know where do you where do you remember lebron as kevin durant where when you think of kevin durant what jersey is he wearing like it's just legacy has to play a part in this fair judge see it the only difference me. i'll say the only difference with lebron to to kd is lebron he went to and created a superpower in the heat, but then he came back to Cleveland, which not a stacked team and was able to win and be that right. guy. Right. And then he went to LA and then they brought AD there. Right. And then he won it that way. And also the, the number of, of rings that he won KD left to go play with the team that he couldn't beat. And then won two rings with them then left to go and try to be the guy somewhere else. And then that team won another ring without him. So his, it looks different for him compared to, to LeBron. Like, and also LeBron right. is, yeah, they're not, the same. you know, yeah, yeah. They're no, not it's, the it's same. Different. It's that's, different. That's Even unfair. Though, me saying that. And that's, that's no, that's no shot at KD. And this is just, if you're looking at legacy and overall, like LeBron is the only one that like, we come from an era Sam, that it was like you people, we watch players stay with one team, right? And they were there and that's where they created. Yeah, I don't want to be this old man, right? Right. Yeah, like Kobe, you know, like he wore two different jerseys, but he's forever a Laker. Correct. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it sucks. It, It sucks. I mean, but yeah, this is I would want my legacy to be something because I would want my kids, kids to be like, oh, that was like great great grandpapa like you know what i mean like that's what he did you know what i mean like cool like, that's awesome and to know that and know that you can go back to the stadium anytime and how you would be received and so on and so forth i mean 
shit, when I saw A-Rod sitting in in the buffet in Yankee Stadium, like just watching everybody gawk over A-Rod, who was with the Yankees for a few years, is not even a Yankee legend. He's just A-Rod. And seeing how people were just staring at him. If that was Jeter, everybody that had a, the ability to go in there would have been like, Derek Jeter's here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it had been different, right? So it is of something about your legacy. And, and I mean, Jeter also wanted to be here the whole time. But I guess speaking of Jeter, since we're talking about him, uh, when you guys hear this, it will already be the next day. But the captain is immediately after Home Run Derby. Uh, so for those that could stay up that late, um, uh, I'm sure it'd be what happened. I'm setting my DVR. Yes, you should do that. Um, I'm sure it'll be on ESPN plus. I don't know if it'll be popping up tomorrow or when you guys hear this, but, uh, the captain will be on and I've seen some, some clips and, and heard some things. I mean, it, they, they talked about, uh, his gift, his legendary gift bags that he gave to young ladies that came that he was talking to. Um, it talked about uh, how he felt about A-Rod after A-Rod said what he said about him to the, the press and how he felt about him, uh, how he navigated through New York media. And, and like we talked about before, basically said what he had to say without saying anything. Um, he became really, really good at. And then also there was like some some of the racial situations that he went through as being a part of squirrel nation um and, and it's it, it's it is definitely interesting to see how this is going to pan out and get to actually see what was going on in jeter's mind at the at those times right because we watched him sam play but you never really heard too much about Derek jeter we heard the rumors and the legends of the things that was going on behind the scenes in certain situations like even one situation of he was supposed to be there the night that the shooting happened with Diddy and J-Lo and Shine. He was supposed to be at that club that night. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he I didn't, didn't go. Yeah, he was actually supposed to be there, but he didn't go um, and stayed in. And because he would have obviously been questioned and everybody would have been going on and that would have blown up his whole, you know, kind yeah. of world that he created, too. They mentioned it in the trailer, too. And I've o- I've always said this about him like he's been able to hide in plain view yes yes and you know aside from the yeah jeet stuff and like the yeah the gift baskets and all Mm -hmm. that stuff like um you know he's he's evaded all of it so it'll be interesting here's a guy who has never really opened up the curtain and now he's got an instagram account and he's showing up you know showing what it's like to be a girl dad and like you know just life after baseball in a way um, cause he's not with the Marlins anymore. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, um, just a little bit behind that curtain from someone as started. As this. Yeah. That's really what I want to see. What is his next step? Because he wants to be around baseball. I know he wanted to be an owner of a franchise. I know he will never be able to own the Yankees. He might be cause the Yankees, the Steinbrenners are never selling. Um, why would you? Uh, that'll be in the family for as long as it possibly can be uh, until the Yankees aren't lucrative anymore. But uh, I would love to see if he's, if he becomes some part of the Yankees, cause he loves the Yankees. Like he only wanted to be with the Yankees. I would love to see if he somehow, some way, in some capacity would be a part of it. And I can honestly tell you right now, it, in my, in my heart of hearts, if somehow some way Cashman is gone, do not be surprised if Jeter is one of the people that they look at to try to bring in if Cashman leaves or they get rid of Cashman. I'm just saying that, Sam, because I feel like they would want Jeter there. I think, I mean, you see, like, CC has, like, a, you know, special advisor to the GM or whatever mm-hmm. his role is. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely, I think, I think if the Yankees had an opportunity to bring Derek Jeter in in some capacity, um, they would certainly do that. And I think similar to what CC is doing with, the Yankees he's also you know an ambassador for Major League Baseball and especially you know uh, with like recent anniversaries of the Negro League he was certainly like he's you know been a pioneer of not pioneer but just a brand ambassador of bringing the Negro League to light and like just having having that part of the conversation yep as baseball you know as baseball tries to uh, put a light on, you know, things that they ignored um, in the past. So, um, you know, any, yeah, again, any way that the the Yankees or Major League Baseball could get 
uh, Jeter involved, I think they would run all over it. And Jeter's a calculated guy, and I'm sure he will. He's not going to make the same mistake again. You know, he thought he was getting into one situation with the Marlins, and quickly they came back. You know, new ownership, same old Marlins, uh, payroll wise. So, yeah, no. Uh, part one again was Monday night. I'm not sure what the schedule is for the rest of the documentary. It'll probably be every yeah. Monday night, just like the last dance was the same yeah. day every week. So I'm sure it'll be next Monday uh, as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll have our thoughts on it next week. Um, before we wrap up the show, sports wise, here honorable mention. No, do you care this week? But honorable mention. Here we go. The first pick in the Major League Baseball draft went to the Baltimore Orioles and the second pick went to the Arizona Dimebacks and their names were Jackson Holiday, a shortstop from high school and Drew Jones, a outfielder, a high school outfielder, went to the Diamondbacks. Why that's relevant. Here's a point to make you feel old. It's Matt Holiday and Andrew Jones's kids were drafted one, two and the, uh, the MLB draft yesterday, Sunday night. Make you feel old, man. I mean, yeah, it does, uh, but it's also really, really cool to see it. Um, I mean, we got to see it with with Griffey. Um, obviously, we didn't really watch seniors' whole career because of our age, right? But uh, right. get to see Junior. I get to see a lot of young players that their you know their fathers played and see that. And I also love seeing people being able to make it to that that level um, because I know a lot don't pan out. And to be able to actually do that is is pretty cool. And and as we were talking about, is Drew Jones is off air. He's a filth monster. Uh, he is going to be nasty. Um, how long do you think it takes for him to get into the uh, the league? I'm not entirely sure how old he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably like 18. So I would I'd say maybe like four or five years they usually don't rush these high school kids through if he was if he went to college he went to college for three years they probably you know like an Aaron judge he'd he'd probably be up in a couple years um but yeah like like the kids the kids nasty so um yeah I'll be it's I always watch the MLB draft I'm a nerd I love drafts I guess but um it's cool to see uh you know there's been a lot of they had this stat on the MLB network last night that four number one overall picks made their debut this year. It's like Royce Lewis of the twins, Mark Appel of the Phillies. Um, I'm blanking on the other one. Oh, Spencer Torkelson of the, the Tigers. So like, um, it's just cool to like anything like the NFL draft, NBA draft to see these kids. Like, oh, I remember when they were drafted, you know, and, and then become household names and superstars. So yeah, best of luck to, to all those guys, I know our Yankees got a uh, six foot seven left-handed uh, monster first base <laughs> yeah. outfielder yeah. Um, with crazy exit below. So that'll be uh, that'll be fun to watch. It worked out last time we got a guy like that. So yeah, but that's it. That's our show, man. Yeah, it's well, great. Thanks for listening. Episode sixty four of the Chasing Points podcast. Uh, you know, make sure you. Follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points Podcast and give us uh, those five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts go a long way on helping our show and and getting our show out there. So really uh, appreciate that and um, check out the website and we will be back uh, next week with another episode. So for Brandon, I am Sam. Thank you so much. Uh, Have a great week. I want to give a shout out to the service industry. reason why I want to just give a, a little experience I've had as of recent, I have become a big, big connoisseur of old fashioned. Uh, if you give me old fashioned, I'm, I'm for it, but there's a particular way that I really, really like it. Certain type of cherry in it, certain type of uh, bourbon whiskey in it, um, knowing what you're doing with the bitters, all that good stuff. Right. So I've been making them consistently on my own as of as of recent. But there's one particular place that makes such a really, really good one. And it shocked me that it would be at this place. That place is one of my favorite places, even be, even after they moved. And that's called the Vinyl Room. 
So I'm going to give a shout out to the young lady, Gabriella, uh, because she makes one of the best, literally the best old fashioned that I have ever had in my whole entire life. Hands down. Uh, it is absolutely phenomenal. And the fact that she, I ordered it two weekends apart and she remember exactly what I wanted and not seeing me in two weeks, not really knowing me like that. And be like, you want an old fashioned? And like, yep. And she was like, same Remember the exact bourbon, everything. And it was just like, this is phenomenal. So shout outs to those that are in the service industry that excel and that are out here grinding and doing stuff like that, because that's a memorable experience for me. So just wanted to bring some joy to somebody and, and to those that work extremely hard in that, that field. Uh, sending love to y'all. Stay cool out there. Happy birthday, Ethan. Happy birthday, Ethan. Bye-bye.